Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, the Titans won their second preseason game of the year against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 13-3, but the biggest story is Malik Willis's progress. It was an up-and-down night, but there's a lot to be happy about. Then, we got to talk about all the good performances and the bad performances and tighten up and tighten down. We're going to be talking a lot about Rashad Weaver, and we got to talk about Dylan Radins on the other side of the scale. So, breaking down everything you need to know from the Titans' 13-3 win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Saturday night on a Saturday Night Live edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Titans fans, I am breaking down everything you need to know from the Titans' second preseason game of the year, a 13-3 victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to start by talking about the biggest storylines coming out of the game, then move into a breakdown of the good and bad individual performances with Tighten Up and Tighten Down. Before we get into tonight's show, just want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. If this is your first ever listen, make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. I'm going to be putting out daily, Monday through Friday, free Tennessee Titans content all year round on all platforms. That includes the Locked on Titans YouTube channel. Subscribe there. Smash the notification bell in. Trying to get this video up to about, uh, let's say, a billion likes. Go ahead and do your part if you're watching on YouTube right now and throw a thumbs up on the video. You can catch my instant analysis and real-time analysis of the game on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. Check out the show Facebook page at Locked on Titans Pod. Again, I am your host. Tyler Rowland, been a Tennessee Titans fanatic for nearly 25 years and a certified film junkie. It is your team every day here on the Locked on Titans podcast. But with all that being said, let's dive into this game. And we got to talk about Malik Willis up front. And I say that it was an up and down night because the reality is it was. But that doesn't mean there wasn't good progress from Malik Willis that we can hang our hats on here. So it was obvious from the get-go that he was focused on staying in the pocket, reading down the field, throwing the football. He was only getting out and running when the pocket was completely collapsed. And unfortunately, the pocket completely collapsed quite a bit out there tonight. Uh, Malik Willis also, though, uh, made some good throws. Uh, and that's really what you're looking for. Stand in the pocket, go through your reads, make the throws, the touchdown pass to Chigakonkwo. He went through three different progressions, stayed in the pocket, stepped up and fired a laser. The first throw of the game to Nick Westbrook-Akina, that is a prototypical Tennessee Titan play-action pass over the middle on the glance route to Nick Westbrook-Akina for 20-plus yards. So I thought that Malik... The things that the coaching staff were clearly asking of him, he was trying to do. And I I made a a remark during the game. I thought it was funny that you could see 
Malik Willis's body language when he had to run on that 25-yard gain that he had down the sideline, you could almost see like his head drop in the middle of it like, dang it, man, I'm running. They don't want me to run. Uh, so you got to give Malik credit there. He's clearly trying to improve on what the coaching staff was asking of him. And I thought he did that in a great way. He stayed in the pocket. He kept his eyes down the field. He didn't just try to run after his first read wasn't there. So those are all progression steps that we like to see. But I did say that it was an up and down night. And the reality is it was. Some of the passes that Malik, I kept saying it on Twitter, Malik Willis only throws fastballs. Like every throw that he made was a fastball. Um, and it resulted in some drops. One over the middle. Uh, I believe it was to Nick Westbrook Aquina. There was another one that he tried to throw off to Torrey Carter that he just threw the ball far too hard. And it's going to be hard to catch it in that situation. So kind of working with that is not a problem. But I'd rather have a guy who has too strong of an arm who you got to tell him that you got to put some touch on it than have a guy who doesn't have the ability to have that arm strength and make all the throws. And there's a guy we watched tonight who may uh, fit in that description. But what I want to talk about is some of the down from Malik Willis. So there was clearly on a third down, uh, a, a drag route to Traylon Burks that was wide open. And Malik had a chance. The screenshot is on my Twitter right now. Malik could have easily tossed the drag route. Yeah, there was a cornerback coming down. But you give your playmaker and Traylon Burks an opportunity there. You hit the quick drag route to Traylon Burks. Let him turn up field and see if he can make that cornerback miss. That is what he was brought here to do. So you got to do that. The inaccurate throw to Kyle Phillips on the sideline on third down um, did take some sacks. So there were some up and down moments. But I think the goal, and as I've been saying all week leading up to the game, the goal for the Titans here was stand in the pocket, make reads, make throws. Even if you take sacks, even if some of your passes are incomplete, even if they're a little off the mark, you're standing in the pocket and, and, and forcibly trying to get better at what we asked you to do. So up and down night from Malik Willis, as I've outlined. But overall, the progress that was made, I, I, I really think is smart. So I, I, I like what he did out there, what he was being asked from the coaching staff. I, I think he did a good job week to week, even though it wasn't perfect. Again, up and down, and there are visible things that you can point to and say that he didn't do well that are downs. But overall, overall, I think he did a pretty good job especially when you consider what was being asked of him last week. The next few things I want to hit on quickly is the right tackle position. So, um, and if there's any audio issues right now, guys, let me know. Gino Pia saying that there's no audio for him. You guys let me know if uh, it doesn't seem like that's... Gino, I would check your, uh, your audio settings personally. Uh, so moving forward, talking about right tackle. NPF, Nicholas Petit-Frere, started at right tackle. And... After Taylor Lewan went out, he kicked over to left tackle and Ravens came in at, at right tackle. So, we're going to talk about Ravens, but thank you everybody. Loud and clear, got the audio, good. Okay, thank you guys. Thank you so much. So, I guess I made a, a, a proclamation before the game. And after watching the game, I feel even more confident. Nicholas Petit-Ferrer is going to start at right tackle, guys. I'm sorry. Yes. Kerry said it in the in the chat. Raidens is struggling. He had a false start. He had some pressures allowed that were just kind of embarrassing. Now, he had some good reps, too, on the touchdown pass. On the touchdown pass to Chig from Malik Willis. That was a great rep 
by Dylan Radins, where he was on a double team on a defensive lineman, and then he picked up a, a linebacker blitzing off the edge. So that was a good rep. It wasn't all bad for Raiders. It's never as bad as we think it is when we're watching the game. But the reality is here, Nicholas Petit-Ferrer is better. He's better than Dylan Raiders. Now, this doesn't mean that Raiders is some bum and he can never be good. Guys, some guys just don't develop quickly enough for what our expectations are. But that doesn't mean their career is over. But for me, man... I think it's just pretty obvious that Nicholas Petit-Ferrer is going to be the starter at right tackle. He's a better player than Dylan Radins right now, and it's just obvious to me from watching. And Petit-Ferrer, didn't, MPF didn't have a great game by any means. I thought when he got moved over to left tackle with the second string offensive line, he didn't have as good of a, as good of a performance as last week. But overall, man, I, I, I'm sorry. The truth is that MPF is better. And you can look at that two different ways. Yes, the pick of Dylan Radins hurts, you know? But on the flip side, bringing in a guy like NPF with the 69th overall pick, that's nice. That's nice. So, anyways, I did want to talk about those two. The defense overall was awesome in this game. 13 to nothing at halftime. Only gave up a field goal in the second half. Forced two turnovers. Should have been three turnovers, in my opinion, if it was a regular season game and they reviewed that first fumble. I don't think that Chance Campbell was out of bounds while he was touching the ball. So, um, Good job by the defense overall in the first half, and I think that's what matters most. But we are going to continue tonight's show. We talked Malik Willis. We talked right tackle. We talked the defense. Now I want to get into tighten up and tighten down. Who were the best performers in the game? Who were the worst performers in the game? And I got a lot to discuss with you guys. Put your tighten ups and your tighten downs from the game in the chat right now. But before we move on, I do want to tell you guys about our friends over at Dave. So, if we're all being honest with each other right now, we've all been in a situation where we're a little low on cash. You need a couple extra gallons of gas in the tank. You need a, a gift for a wedding. You just got some bills that are stressing you out. Well, that's where Dave can help. So basically, Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy that gift, or catch up on those bills. It'll help you tackle those expenses that have been really stressing you out with no hangups. There's no interest. No credit checks needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief that they need that they need with extra cash. Download the Dave app from the App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash account and get up to $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Titans fans, we're going to continue breaking down the Tennessee Titans preseason victory over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It was 13-3. to Some good performances in there, some bad performances. We're going to play everybody's favorite game, tighten up, tighten down. And I do this every single game reaction show going over the good performances and bad. You guys are flooding the chat with your tighten ups and tighten downs. I appreciate it. Keep those coming. We're going to start with the tighten ups. And where I got to start... Kyle, the Professor Phillips, absolutely crossing up the punt coverage team of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all game long. I believe he finished with three punt returns for 77 yards. I mean, shut the front door. It's 25 yards per punt return. That's like double what the best 
average was in the NFL last year. That is awesome. And man, the way he he like leans to one side and then boom, breaks it back to the other to cut up. It really is like a like a professor crossover from and one. Oh, baby. You guys know watching and one growing up. I see the comparison. It's so perfect. And I mean, it's locked up. Shut it down. Competition's over. Kyle Phillips is a starting punt returner for the Tennessee Titans. No question about it. So great stuff from Kyle Phillips. And I love the cojones to basically field the punt on the goal line and say, ah, I think I'm going to get something. I mean, not only is there skill, there is confidence from Kyle Phillips. So next person I want to talk about here is Rashad Dreamweaver sending nightmares to quarterbacks all year long. He had a sack. He had a pass breakup that turned into an interception on a pressure on Kyle Trask. He had a tackle for loss. I believe he had two tackles overall. I mean, Weaver looks like a beast. And outside of Landry, outside of Bud Dupree, the Titans need a third rotational rusher. Yes, I love Ola Adani. Friend of the program. Had Ola Adani on the show. First Tennessee Titans player I've ever interviewed. I got nothing but love for Ola Adani. But I don't want him as my third pass rusher. Okay, that's where Weaver can come in. And I got to say, guys who've been listening to the show, gals and gals and guys who know, Rashad Weaver is going to be an awesome starter in 2023 opposite of Harold Landry. And I'll just let you guys sit with that. So uh, anyways, good stuff from Rashad Weaver. Tighten up there. Caleb Farley as well. Had a good pass breakup on third down. He got a lot of reps. And guys, if you listen to the show, I keep telling you, he's only played about 30 games as a cornerback in his whole life after being converted from wide receiver. And he had a back injury. He tore his ACL last year. He's had ACL, I believe, in college as well. The guy has barely played cornerback. He needs the reps. I was really impressed with Caleb Farley out there, even if it isn't the best competition at wide receiver. The guy just needs reps. And he needs confidence. He needs to win out there. He had a nice big hit on a play that wasn't his responsibility to break up the pass. And he came over from the sideline just with his intuition and laid a big hit. Didn't break up the pass, but it was a nice hit. I thought he did a good job getting in there and run defense as well. Caleb Farley was coming up to the line trying to make plays. He missed a tackle in there, so it wasn't all good. He did get burned by Scotty Miller deep at one point in time. But again, I thought it was a pretty good overall night. From Caleb Farley. You guys are just in the chat. Coming so fast. I, 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 oh God. Reverse that. Let's just, never mind. You guys are sending comments in so fast. It's hard for me to keep up. Uh, so Farley, Weaver, Phillips, all tighten ups for me. Roger McCreary. He played 19. I know you guys get out of here. Get out. Tyler and Luke. Freaking Kevin. You guys get, oh, get out of here. Um. Yeah, I agree, Kerry. Bud's going to have a good year uh, for his next contract. He's too expensive. We got to pay Jeff. Got to pay Imani Hooker. Everybody get out of here. We're moving on. Uh, Roger McCreary had 19 snaps in the game on defense. He made a special teams tackle. He wasn't targeted once. Guys, if Roger McCreary is out there, a rookie, for 20 snaps, and he doesn't get targeted one time, Shout out my boy, Will Lomas, who pointed that out on Twitter. Chance Campbell, the rookie linebacker, was ahead of Joe Jones this week, which I like to see. He made a play on special teams. He had a nice pass breakup. Him and Jack Gibbons. I, Gibbons had a nice PBU on a deep crosser where he showed really good coverage instincts. He's like six foot three, 240 pounds. To make a coverage play like that, you got to give Dr. Gibby some credit there. So I was... 
really, really impressed with the improvement of the linebacker group in this game. I thought Campbell and I thought um, Gibbons did a much better job. And hey, Joe Jones had an interception. So shout out the linebacker group. I thought they did a much better job. Although the Ravens run scheme is going to be way more difficult to defend than Tampa Bay's. So let's just call that what it is. I don't think Tampa Bay's offensive line is going to be very good this year. Uh, moving forward, though, from the linebacker, I'm going to start quick firing some of these. I thought uh, T.R. Tart had some good plays. He had a nice tackle for loss as well. I thought Joshua Kalu made a lot of pretty good plays getting in there and run defense, and he stripped that uh, fumble out with the help of Greg Maven. So good stuff there. Well, that was Lonnie Johnson and Greg Maven. It was the first fumble that Joshua Kalu that they said wasn't a fumble, which is nonsense. It was a fumble. I don't think that Chance Campbell was out of bounds when that number 54 was awesome. Don't worry. We'll get to David and Ninny in just a moment. Uh, Tart Kalu played well. All the safeties, really. Adrian uh, Colbert had some good PBUs later in the game. Joshua Kalu had that forced fumble that didn't count but should have and was playing some good defense. Lonnie Johnson. Lonnie Johnson had some good man coverage on tight ends. He also was a part of the strips, the strip that did count, the forced fumble that did count. I thought Lonnie Johnson was good. And as you guys know, I've been on the Lonnie Johnson train for quite some time since he got signed. So I like seeing my boy out there making plays. Reggie Roberson had about four catches for 40-some yards. I don't think he's going to make the roster, but as a practice squad option, yes, Lonnie Johnson in the Dane Crookshank role. I've been saying that since he was signed. Since before he was signed, I said the Titans should go claim him, uh, pick him up. To fill the Dan Crookshank role. I love what Lonnie Johnson did out there today. Got to give credit to Randy Bullock. Made all his kick. Look comfortable. Brett Kern. Put two of them inside the 20-yard line. We're going to talk. I'll talk more about that when we talk about Stonehouse and the Titan Downs. But good job from Brett Kern. Ola Daney had a tackle for loss and some good pressure. Um, I think he stripped one in the, in the backfield. Um, I mentioned Tart before. I thought Haskins and Chestnut both did pretty good. I, MF Loco just said Haskins, just as I was saying it. They both run differently. Haskins is more of a slide around guys and get downhill. He had that real nice run for about 10 yards. But man, Chestnut, for a guy that stocky, he has speed, man. That 12-yard run he had in the fourth quarter, just really good speed around the edge. I don't know how they're going to... See, here's the thing. Haskins is obviously ahead of Chestnut. In it, when it comes to catching the ball and when it comes to pass protection. So, that's the thing. I thought Trey Avery had a good day. I thought Deshaun Hand also had a pretty good day out there. So, uh, those are my tighten-ups. A lot of them right there for you guys. But I thought there were a lot of good performances to be happy about. Now, there are some performances that uh, maybe we shouldn't be so happy about. So, I'm going to get into the Titan Downs. In just a second, before we get into that, though, do want to tell you about our friends over at BetterHelp. Uh, guys, this is going to be just a serious note for you. Uh, BetterHelp provides professional online therapy. I am using the BetterHelp service right now. Uh, always trying to be a best version of myself. I've been through a lot. I know you guys have probably been through a lot in your life. We've all gone through different things that have shaped who we are, and sometimes it's hard to get through those things. Uh, just trying to do it all on your own. So I, I would tell you to go to BetterHelp. It's really easy to sign up. They have all the different questions and things that, and it's not annoying either. It, you go through the questions and it kind of helps you pinpoint what you need help with. And then they assign 
a professional therapist directly to you so that it makes sense based on what you need and it's their specialty as well. It's easy to use. It's easy to schedule. Uh, I've had to reschedule appointments and stuff like that. It's really easy, guys. And I would just implore you to be the best version of yourself. And if you feel like you need it, please check out BetterHelp. That's better, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. They have a special offer for my listeners where you get 10% off your first month. Again, that's 10% off your first month of online therapy at better, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. All right, Titans fans, we are going to cap off this Saturday Night Live edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Um, we talked about the biggest storylines coming out, Malik, the right tackle battle, the defensive performance. We did tighten up, led by guys like Kyle Phillips, Rashad Weaver, Caleb Farley, uh, Chance Campbell. Now, we do got to talk about the Titan downs. Before we do, I want to thank you guys again for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. Guys, it's Monday through Friday, free Tennessee Titans content on YouTube and all podcast platforms all year long. Literally Monday through Friday all year long, I am here pumping out the Tennessee Titans content. Subscribe. Why wouldn't you? It's free. Your team every day. Anyways, off my soapbox, we do got to talk about some Titan downs and, uh, Number one, we got to talk about Dylan Raiden. So while it wasn't quite as bad as all of you are probably thinking, it still wasn't good. It still wasn't good. I thought he struggled to get movement in the run game. I thought some of his backside cutoff blocks on the second level, he doesn't have good balance. That was an issue. His balance is still an issue. He's on the ground a little bit more than I would like to see. He just gave up so much pressure and pass protection. I mean, you know, I I guess, as I said at the beginning of the show, I think Nicholas Petit-Frere is going to be the starting right tackle. I think he's just a better player. But I just want to say it doesn't mean that Raidens is, is a bum, a bust, who can't do it, okay? Yeah, Tyler Kitts is right. Uh NPF did get beat badly a few times as well, and that's why he wasn't in the Titan Ups. And I talked about that at the beginning of the show. It wasn't a banner night for NPF either, but Raiden's just, he just doesn't look like he belongs out there at times. He's just panicky, unbalanced, uncertain. I, You know, I, I personally have tried to be as kind as possible to Lord Raidens. I wanted him to work out. I was as optimistic as possible. Yeah, don't worry, Jordan Roos, we'll get there. Uh, I tried to be optimistic as possible. I really did. But, hey, man, the proof is in the pudding. And MPF is a better player. Dylan Raidens really struggled out there, and he didn't even start. It wasn't even the best players on Tampa Bay, and he still was having a tough time. Although, a couple of times, Dr Joe Tryon was out there, and Tryon Sharanka is, is a pretty good player. And he dominates the Titans in preseason for some reason. But anyways, yeah, Titan down for Dylan Raidens. No way around it, man. No way around it. Uh, Titan down for Traylon Burks. I mean, it's not 100% his fault. He should... Here, let me say this. 
a Titan down for Burks, but also a Titan down for the way that Burks is being used. All right. Why didn't he get another jet sweep? Why isn't he getting any kind of bubble screens or tunnel screens or smoke screens? Why, like, why aren't they just manufacturing quick ways to get the ball in his hands to see what he'll do? He had finally got a catch. He had one catch for four yards when Logan Woodside in. And like I said, Malik Willis did miss Traylon Burks wide open on a drag route. Okay. But why aren't they getting Burks opportunity? So this, this tightened down isn't for Traylon Burks directly. It's why aren't they using him and getting him opportunities? I, I just don't get it. Let the guy do what he does. All they did was throw a, a couple of bombs to him. Throw him a quick screen. Throw a tunnel screen. Give him another jet sweep. Like, wh why aren't they doing these things to get the ball in his hands just to see what he'll do? I, I don't understand. So, uh, 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 tighten down for how Burks is being used. Also, Traylon Burks had his knee wrapped at the end of the game with ice on it. Same knee that he was wearing a, a leg sleeve on during the week of practice. Yeah, a quick slant. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why they aren't doing more to manufacture touches for Traylon Burks. I don't get it. Anyways, tighten down for that. So, next though, we got to talk about the offensive line. Somebody said it in the comments. Jordan Roos was awful. I mean, he's not an NFL player. Now, I don't know who else they were going to put out there with Nate Davis out and Jamarco Jones out. And, you know, you don't want to play Aaron Brewer too much. Titan Downing. That's so funny. I see a couple of you guys saying that. That is funny, man. That is hilarious, actually. <laughs> Titan Downing. Too good. You guys, too good. Uh, but yeah, Jordan Roos, not good enough to be out there and give anybody a look. Um, the offensive line overall, poor. Now, Taylor Lewan played for a couple of, like, one series. Um there were some vets who who played a little bit. Austin Hooper, Amani Hooker, um, Nick Westbrook Aquina, Taylor Lewan played a little bit out there. So not too uh not too hateful from those guys, but outside of that, man, I just thought the Titans offensive line was absolutely terrible all, all game, really. Um I I think that's the the biggest Bud Dupree also played, yep. I think that's the biggest need for the Titans going forward, the offensive line. I, I mean, yeah, Josh is mentioning it. I don't, they just continue to miss. I mean, Nate Davis was pretty solid, but Isaiah Wilson and now Dylan Radins, it, it just doesn't seem, uh, hopefully MPF turns that tide, but yeah, Justin, I agree. Bud Dupree won't be here after the season. But anyways, moving forward, Jordan Roos was not good. Dylan Radin's not good. The offensive line as a whole, not very good. Oh, did Vrabel walk out of his presser? I'm doing this right now, so I haven't seen it. I wonder what they asked him about. <laughs> That's funny. Probably why Logan Woodside is still on the roster. Um. Anyways, moving forward, Mason Kinsey. I got to tighten down. Somebody said something about Mason Kinsey in the in the comments. Uh, the only pass that got thrown his way, he dropped. Uh, he's not. He didn't get any reps out there on punt return or on kickoff return. And if the only special teams value that Mason Kinsey can provide is returning. If he's not even getting those opportunities in preseason games and he's dropping passes that are thrown to him while being one of the last wide receivers out there, that's a tighten down 
not looking good for Mason Kinsey. Uh, Ryan Stonehouse. Look, he had two good punts at the end. He did. He did. But even though he made that play, he fumbled that snap. And in a real game, you're probably going to get smacked. Okay? And then two, and then two, a couple of punts, he just booted straight the heck out of the, I mean, he had a 68-yard punt that went out of the end zone. The reality is here, his accuracy and his control is nowhere near up to par with his leg strength and his kick power. And Kern just pins him deep every time he gets close. So with the fumbled snap, two of those punts not even coming close to pinning the team deep and just going out of the back of the end zone, I got to give a a Titan down to Ryan Stonehouse, even though he made that crazy fourth down conversion. Uh, Finally, you guys know what time it is, right? Get this guy off the team. Logan Woodside, you're done. Get him out. Get him out. Oh, my God, his noodle arm threw that ball up to Traylon Burks. It had no chance. Somebody on Twitter had the nerve to say, oh, Traylon didn't do a lot to make a play on the ball. Give me a dang break, man. That ball wasn't even close. And watching Logan Woodside try to run outside the pocket and make any kind of play, and he just slides down on his knees because he's like, oh, God, I shouldn't be out here with these guys. That dude is going to sell so many used cars in his hometown. Get that man an emporium. Oh, man. Oh, God. This thing right here, I can hear him saying it now. I mean, get him a clipboard at minimum. And listen, Joe said Tyler hates Woodside. I'm going to, somebody said this on Twitter tonight, and I agree. You know what I really hate? is that Logan Woodside could get a roster spot instead of David Anini, instead of Greg Maben, instead of Adrian Colbert, instead of uh, Corey Levin. You see what I'm saying? Instead of Reggie Roberson. Instead of Julius Chestnut. You see what I mean? Logan Woodside's roster spot is taking away from other players who could actually help the team. Like, I would rather keep Kevin Strong. I would rather keep Deshaun Hand. I would rather keep Chance Campbell, Jack Gibbons. Do I have to keep going? I mean, there are a million other position players. Hell, I'd rather keep Ryan Stonehouse. Uh, also, some people saying, you know, Logan Woodside, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of of him uh, based on uh, the intel that I have. So that's all I'll say about that. But, it, it you know, it's not just a personal vendetta. I, I was against Logan Woodside being on the roster far before I ever heard some of the things uh, that I know now. So, uh, anyways, uh, the whole point is, The guy's not good enough to be on the roster. The Titans can cut him. They'll get him back on the practice. I know that he's good at running scout team. He is really good at running the scout team because he knows how to simulate the other offense and he can quickly pick up what the other team's offense is doing to give the Titans a good look. 
Well, get him on the practice squad because nobody else is going to want this guy. All right? I know that he's like John Robinson's illegitimate son or whatever, or he's got blackmail on Mike Vrabel, whatever it happens to be. Just jokes. Those are just jokes, of course. But either way, uh, Woodside throws a pick, doesn't do anything special, doesn't really move the offense, doesn't score any points. Malik Willis is just a much better player than Logan Woodside, even in the worst version of Malik Willis. Don't waste a roster spot on this guy. Cut him. Get him back on the practice squad so you can have your cake and eat it too. Trust me, John. He's going to be available for you. He's not getting picked up. He's not getting claimed. Promise. Promise you. John, John, look at me. I promise. It'll be all right. Anyways, anyways. Uh, so that's my Titan Downs. I think that covers everything. I mean, I could go through every single player on the roster and give some sort of tidbit and thoughts that I had from the night. But um, either way, that's going to do it for me. I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm going to be back with you guys tomorrow night, starting the week, getting ready. We got joint practices against the Arizona Cardinals coming up this week. We got the last preseason game. I believe it is on Saturday night again at home against the Cardinals. We got cuts. Cuts are coming on Tuesday. You don't want to miss that. I'm going to be here breaking all that down. Tomorrow's show, I'm probably going to talk about who I think is going to be cut and hit on some other things that popped up during the game that I want to dive deeper into that I didn't necessarily have time. The Locked On Titans Fantasy Football League. Details are coming. Locked On to I'm going to have 11 of you in a fantasy football league with me. The winner of the fantasy football league gets to come on the show for one full episode next offseason. So get ready for that. You got to stay tuned in. I'm probably going to talk about it at the end of a show. So anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe on whatever platform you do stream. Free and available Tennessee Titans content Monday through Friday all year round here on the Locked on Titans podcast. It's your team every day. That's going to do it for me today, though, folks. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.